and welcome back to another episode of the magic circuit i'm mia and i'm ben and today uh we are going to actually talk about the type moon magic system um so do we have to title <laughs> this video heaven's field part two or something like that oh we might have to <laughs> is that is that too is that too self-referential i think that's a little too self-referential i was gonna say we we get like 20 listens i don't know yeah. if that's keep it on the table if if we don't say anything exceedingly stupid in the next hour um we could always it's always an option yeah yeah it's it's always an option cool um but yeah we're basically just gonna i don't know kind of riff on just the magic system in general just talking about i don't know what we like about it um just kind of giving a little overview also for those of you who might not know about it uh, and then also talking about our problems with it, because I definitely have a few. Mm-hmm. I don't and know, I've sure... always just... Oh, go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 you go, you go. Right. I was going to say, I'm sure we'll inevitably on this subject run into some aspect of it that we realize we don't actually understand all that well, and then have to go through the source material and stuff to try to figure out what's going on. Yes, that probably will happen at some point. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, didn't didn't Tay say something like we should talk about the root at some point? Oh, he did. Yeah. Um, may, should I should should we should we lead with like type moon magic one hundred and one, and then maybe we should yeah just to make sure everyone's on the same page. Okay. I never know like how much to assume our listeners already know about this kind of stuff you know right exactly because it's like yeah. do people who listen to this podcast do they just like play grand order and then came to listen because they were like oh these two losers talk about grand order and i i play that on my phone or are, are we real are we reeling in like diehard fans you know yeah right people who have been here since like the Tsukihime days yeah so type moon 101 all magical energy bullshit uh comes from the root that's where that's that's where like the the way that i've always described it is like so in the age of the gods which is sort of a nebulous time in the tight moon universe that sort of it's just just kind of when everyone was like her all the greek heroes and all your 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 iliads and your odysseys were out doing their things and flirting with gods and gods were fucking with people etc it's just um, when when everything was better, right? Whenever when everything was when everything was better and worse, I'm um, spreading crypto propaganda. <laughs> when everything crypto, was better, <laughs> crypto propaganda. Yeah, during that time, made like people who could do magic were really good at it because there was a lot of mystery in the world, and mystery is also part of where magecraft like draws its strength from. And mystery uh. is just, like, it can actually be pretty easily defined as just, like, whatever your average human doesn't understand. Yeah. Is it's mystery. this weird sort of nebulous thing that's, like, I, yeah, that that's, like, the easiest way of explaining it. But then in, in practice, it just gets sort of, I don't know, I feel like it gets a little odd sometimes. It, it does get a little odd sometimes, but basically it's, like, 
the less humans understand about a thing, the more mystery it has. And the yes. more mystery a thing has, and the more mystery there is total in the world, the, like, the stronger magic and magecraft are. Yes. Um, so a long time ago, when there weren't that many people walking around on the planet at all, and even fewer of them doing any kind of magic, magic was really strong. And I, I, I definitely like to think about it like this is like magic bandwidth. Um, you know, there's only a few people like on mm-hmm. magic Wi-Fi at this time. So everyone's getting like pretty good internet speeds. Yeah. And then as time goes on and more people learn about magic and also like science happens, um, people just learn more about the natural world and how it works, mystery lessens, and so does the number of people who are drawing from the root, the source of all of this magical energy, increase. And so everyone is just kind of getting like smaller portions of the magical energy because the bandwidth is getting stifled. You know, everyone's trying to download their whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by the time that we get to all of the principal type moon works, Magecraft can only do things that are okay. The, I'm pretty sure the wiki quote is like, it can only recreate phenomena possible in the world. Yeah, well, that's the difference between magic and magecraft, right? Is yes. that magecraft can only reproduce things that are like physically possible, whereas magic right. can do more than that. Yes, um, exactly. And but... so people used to be able to do magic. Now most people can only do magecraft, except for a small handful of people that are full of bullshit. Yeah, um, if anyone can do true magic in a Type Moon series, then they're like one of the best mages in the world. Yes, like Zelrich, Kisher, Schweinorg, Zelrich, Wizard Marshall, Wizard Marshall, Kisher, Zelrich, Schweinorg. Um, who is the guy on Kaleidoscope? Yep, he can use the second the magic, second magic. Which is Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope, yeah. Who'd have thunk? Which is hopping between parallel universes. It's traversing mm-hmm. the multiverse or the kaleidoscope, as it's just called. Right. Um, Aoko can do the fourth, which is really just a lot of bullshit. I don't really even understand the fourth magic. Uh, the Holy Grail Wars exist to recreate the third magic, which is... Which is Heaven's Feel, right? Yes. Materialization of the soul. Um, mm-hmm. Or is it crystallization? I don't know. It's one Material. of those words. Well, either, either one. I yeah, think it's, it's, it's just like a um, translational choice. Yeah, that would make sense. The, ma- making the making the soul stuff happen. Yep. Um, we don't know what the first magic is. The first magic is the one with ether clumps. Yeah, that's the one with ether clumps, but we don't actually know what that is. And also the uh, second <laughs> magic. Which, but it, the second magic is maybe denial of nothingness. No, the, which is The maybe... second magic is kaleidoscope. You're thinking the fifth magic. Oh, no, yeah. I'm thinking of... What am I or thinking the of? the fourth magic? No, Aokos is the fourth magic. Or is she the fifth magic? No. Okay, hold on. I'm looking oh, okay, at it. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> the first magic is the one with ether clumps. Yeah, ether clumps have been clumps. called materialized nothing. Or is she the um, sixth magic? But what it actually does is unclear. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, my bad, on. my bad, my bad. Hold on, let's go through this. Aoko so is the magic. fifth. Aoko is the fifth magic. We don't know what the fourth magic is. The first yeah. magic is the denial of nothingness one. <laughs> right? <There's laughs> I really, I really like their uh, their description of the fourth magic. The currently existing magi will say that it definitely exists when talking about it, and agree that it continues to exist. And that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> it's out there, but they don't know anything about it. <laughs> It's out there enough that they feel the need to refer to Aoko, whatever bullshit Aoko can pull, as um, Aoko Aozaki, who is 
sister of Tokozaki, who is principal character in Karno Kyokai, uh, also important from Tsukihime for you older fans, and also mm-hmm. if you played Melty Blood, she's really fun in that. And she's the main character of Mahotsukai no Yaru. Yes, and the main character of Mohayam. Um, yeah, she can pull a lot of fresh hot bullshit. Um, she, like, it's, like, time travel related, but she, like, takes experience from her future self. Um, and then also, like, takes, I think it's, like, when, Mohoyo spoilers, um, when, like, Sojiro is about to die or something like that, she manages to, like, take years in the future from her life and give them to him so he doesn't die and when he like comes to he's like hey none of this really makes any sense to me but what's gonna happen to you when you get to that point where you took the years from and Aoko's like I don't know oh is that what happens I thought it was the other way around like she took years from the end of his life to power herself up or for something no I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure she does it to save him but okay it's been a while since I like read through the sort of like loose Mohio translations. There yeah. there hasn't been like an in-depth translation of Mohio all the way through, but there are like some summaries mm-hmm. of the later parts, which I tried not to read because I was going to translate it and then I didn't translate it. Someone actually sent me a PM on the Beast Slayer being like, are you still doing that? And I was like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. You've gone the way of all Mohio translations. Yeah, well, it's fine. I couldn't, I couldn't be the hero we needed and I'm honestly fine with that. Yeah. But yeah, so that's all this true magic stuff. Uh, that isn't like super important for the general overarching stuff. But true magic is yeah, just stuff that can't be recreated with, I don't know, science or just things that aren't possible in the world. Right. So it's a, it's not even like a could be recreated with science kind of deal. Like, I don't know, if there was a spell that just like created a fireball, like just created, just spontaneous combustion. Right. Um, that can be done with magecraft, even though, like, spontaneous combustion isn't actually a thing that's scientifically possible, yes. just because, like, explosions are real, so you can make an explosion. Yes, that is a good example. They talk right. about that at some point, and does Rin say that? Uh, if she does, then I'm, maybe I'm, like, dragging that up from my deep ancestral memory of this series, but right. that was just kind of a uh, an example that occurred off the top of my head. Oh, okay, it's a good one. I'm pretty sure they do reference spontaneous combustion at some point, whether it's in Mahoyo or whether it's in Stay Night. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also um, it's also the distinction between a uh, reality marble and a marble oh, phantasm, no. isn't it? Um, I mean, a reality marble is just like a pocket dimension, and a marble phantasm is like something that like higher beings have. Uh, yeah, marble that phantasms just gives them, like, are just like crazy imagination powers. Yeah, um, marble phantasms are things that like nature spirits have. Yeah. So like true ancestors are the the most um, like typical example. Right. Um, but the difference is that um, one of them, like a marble phantasm, um, makes it. Hold on, how was this? It's, I, it's something about, like, I don't remember which one is which now, but the example they use is, like, you have a bag of, a bag full of marbles. Like, you've oh, got 100 oh, marbles. yeah. 99 of them are black, <laughs> and one of them is white. Yeah. Um, one of them makes it so that, like, you, you use the, um, you use the ability, and then 
all of and like you're, you're trying to get a white marble so one of them you use the ability and all of the marbles in the bag turn white so you can just reach out and pull out the white one whereas the other one just makes it so that you reach into the bag and you like guaranteed hone in on the white marble so that you pull out that one yeah, um, in that example, the the marble phantasm is the pulling out the white one always, and the reality marble is making all of them white. That's it, yeah. Because in the reality marble, it's like, if you're the owner of the reality marble, you control all the laws of reality in the space. So right. if you want to pull a white marble out of that bag, you're pulling a white marble out of that bag, because all yeah. of them are white, and you can't not do that. Right, 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 right. You can just control the inside of the bag to yes. make them all white. Whereas right. the real the marble, the marble phantasm. phantasm just makes it so that if something is possible to happen inside of the bag, then you can make that happen. Exactly. But it, it right. can only do something that would be possible uh, otherwise. Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Although I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Arku would pull some some really wild stuff in it. But okay, yeah. yeah. On the on the wiki, it does say can only be achieved within the limited scopes of nature. Okay. So that was a good comparison. Uh, but yeah, I think that... That the the idea that Magecraft can do whatever is possible within the realm of nature also sometimes gets into hairy stuff where it's like... And the, the one thing that I always think about is it's like, so what about things that are just like pure manipulation of magical energy? Because I guess mm -hmm. magical energy is something that's possible within nature. I'm thinking so is, like um, yeah, the, the stuff that Iris Field does, like making the bird out of the energy threads and the stuff that Ilya does in Unlimited Blade Works where she makes like the bird and then also the swords out of the, the, the threads. I've, they have names, but I don't know, who cares? Um... So this you're you're asking like how is that possible? Like yeah. how is that something that exists within the like realm of nature? Right, because it's not like a recreation of a natural phenomenon. It's just I mean like obviously you can make shapes out of things, <laughs> you know, like yeah. sculpting is, is a thing that exists. But just like when it gets into like raw manipulation of magical energy, I feel like that's when magical energy has its own i mean like magical energy does have its own wiki page but it's like magical right. energy itself is a force that you can do things with um but but like the birds that erisphiel creates aren't like just they're not just like magic energy constructs they're um she's got like the the wires that she makes things out of right right right, right. No, but, so but there, like, aren't those just, like, threads of magical energy? Are they actually wires? No, I think they're, like, phys physical wires, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Um, because she well, she also uses them to, like, tie up... What's his name? Kotomi. Uh, Kire. That's where, yeah. that's where there's the butt shot of him, right. um, <laughs> yeah. him breaking the tree. I think she just, like... She just, like, uses alchemy to control the wires. I'm pretty uh, sure. Alchemy. Um, <laughs> yeah, here, uh, on the, the list of magic spells page, which is an excellent wiki page. I uh, love that page. <laughs> Transmutation from us at the magic circuit. That is a really yeah. fun page to sit and look at for a while. 
Transmutation is the field in which the Einsburn truly specialized, to do things like manipulating the configuration of noble metals. Erisviel developed an application for this uh, of, an application of this for combat purpose use, to pass magical energy through metal wires to shape the threads accordingly with her mental images. Oh, okay. Alright, that's fine. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of... Because it, it feels like there should be examples of what you're talking about, where they're just, like, like magic energy things that happen, you know? Right. Um, I know the, the big exception, sort it's like a, a pseudo-exception, is um, projection magic, like Shira's gradation error, whatever. Yeah. Because technically he is making swords out of nothing, but he's also just pulling the swords from his brain. Right. Like, his brain space. He's pulling them from Unlimited Blade Works. And what's the deal with projection magic because i remember there's something about it where like when he's first learning about magecraft from rin and he's telling her that like oh he practices like projection and she's like why do you do that 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 magic sucks nobody uses that magic because it's useless uh yeah i think if i'm not mistaken it's something like projection because shiro's magic like shiro's magecraft is a combination of multiple things. Mm-hmm. It's it's projection and then also strengthening. Um I think it's something like like projection magic was something along the lines of you can create the shape of objects but then they can't do anything. Or something like that. Right. I think that yes. That's the the gradation error, right? I. And then projection is like, Emiya's special version that only he can do because yeah. he's special. Yeah. Yeah, projection is considered to be an incomplete and mostly useless magecraft by most modern magi for anything other than immediate activities. Yeah. Uh, while gradation air is a more complex form of reinforcement, it is ultimately inferior and less efficient. Yes. Comparatively speaking, if a magus uses projection to recreate a sword while spending 10 units of magical energy in the process, he will get a weapon with an overall strength of 3 or 4. Right. Meanwhile, if he kind uses of that same that. energy to reinforce an existing blade, he will get a weapon with a power of 20 or 30. Yeah. Basically, Chiro is kind of cheating. Yeah. But there, there's like there's an in-universe explanation for that, so it's okay. It's because of his origin, right? Yeah, it's because he's a sword. He's a sword boy. He's good, he's good at through. sword. His whole life was swords. Right. There's the um. Okay, here's a question for you. Okay. So, on the subject of magical energy, uh, there are, there are two kinds. Of... Yes. There are, there are two kinds of magical energy, which yes. are mana, mana and ode. Mm-hmm. Um, and mana is just like magical energy that's just like produced by the world and Correct. just like exists in nature. And mm-hmm. then ode is the magical energy that is like inherent within a living thing. It's like it comes from within the the spellcaster. Yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken, ode, odd, whatever is just it's essentially just your life energy, sort of this right. nebulous thing. Is right? there... that's, that's like if all of your ode gets sucked out of you, you just die. I think. Uh, okay. That might answer my question then, because I was going to ask, is is there, like, a substantive difference between the two of them? Like, one, what, what one can do 
that the other can't? Or is it just like where they come from is the difference? I think it is pretty much just where they come from. Because you can use either energies to perform like spell casting actions. Just, I think it's like for bigger spells, typically you would want to like borrow mana from elsewhere. Uh, because if you used, but it's, but it's like, um, if Rin is just like pop, pop and gonders, you know, that that's like, that's odd stuff. Cause she can just like replenish her mm-hmm. energy by like resting. I think cause odd is something that does come back. I think just if you use too much yeah. of it at once, it can be taxing. Right. But you like regenerate it over time. Right. Right. Yeah. It's some, some long rest, short rest stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, I believe that is it. I'm just I'm skimming the wiki page just to make sure. Yeah, but I I don't think other than the fact that like one comes from inside living beings and one is inherent to just how the world is, I don't think there's any functional difference between the two in terms of like performing any kind of magic ritual or action or whatever. Okay. Um but what about I don't know if you're uh refreshed on these details but like Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that they kind of like make a big deal out of in theory but then never actually means anything in practice is the length of a chant for (laughs) Uh, casting magic do you remember the details on that by any chance yeah like like multi-count incantations there's there's a wiki page for this also i think it's spelled chants and incantations okay it's basically like this is another weird part of the Titan Moon magic system where if I'm not mistaken, chants and incantations don't really mean anything. Like you can learn a spell, um and saying a chant or saying something is just a way to like trigger the process in your brain of like, oh, this is how I perform this action. But you can say whatever you want in whatever language you want just whatever's most comfortable for you or whatever oh, works. Oh, really? Uh-huh, yeah. Like, Rin does all of her casting in German. In German, yeah. Um, But Shiro does a lot of his stuff in English and in... Yeah, like, his his primary things are in English. They're just, like, short English incantations. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the reason that that is is because... I'm pretty sure for Rin, it's that she thinks of German as, like, a more magical language or as something that is, like, other to like, her native speaking. I I thought... My my guess as to why that was is that, like, she does her magic through, like, the, the Tosuka magic circuit that's been, like, passed down through her family. But, like, right, the right. origin of her family's um, power and, like, a lot of the, the magecraft that they know comes from the ancestor of hers who was trained by Zeltrich, who is German. Uh, oh, that makes sense. So that I figured that, like, he he taught in German, so they learned in German, and then it's just, like, been passed down that way through their family. Okay, that that would make sense. That would make more sense. I'm pretty sure there there was something, I don't remember where it was, and I, I have looked for this before and I can't find it, but I'm pretty sure there is something that says that oftentimes the reason mages choose to have their spellcasting language be a different language from theirs is that it, like, helps them mentally separate um, their day-to-day activities versus their magical practice, whatever that is. That is a cool detail, actually. 
Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it, it reminds me a lot of, you haven't played Persona 3, but I've definitely no, I've talked haven't. about this where it's like, for any of you who've played Persona 3, you'll remember they have this whole long-winded explanation of like, and which they ditch in later games. In later games, you just summon your Persona through a thing, of like a visual metaphor. But in Persona 3, they have this little gadget that's called an evoker, which is just a fake gun. It's just like a toy gun that doesn't do anything. It doesn't even like shoot. It's not like a cap gun. It doesn't shoot oh, babies. Yeah. Um, it's essentially just like a little charm that is gun shaped. And they're like, you have to point the gun at your head because you have to be afraid of death to scare the Persona out of you. That's the only way we can do it. And everyone's like, okay. Which is why there are all of these like screen caps of like the edgy teens pointing guns at their heads in Persona 3 because that's how they get their Personas out. It's not really like a real thing, but it's 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 a mental jump start for them, and I feel like it's it's similar. It, it's a similar comparison to that, where it's like, like Rin could do all of her spellcasting in Japanese if she wanted to, but like you know, she learned it in German. It's in German. Mm-hmm. This is why okay. I like different people who speak different languages can cast the same spells. That actually makes a lot of sense. Because I don't. It feels like we very rarely see the same, like two different um, magi like casting the same spells. Because everyone yeah. kind of like has their specialties that they need to stand out as a character. Exactly right. Um, so I don't. I can't think if we've ever like seen that kind of distinction actually being put into practice. I don't think we have, because the only time that I can think of off the top of my head that we've seen two people cast the same spell is uh, Luvia and Rin, because Luvia, the Edelfelts, are Gondor masters from Sweden. That's true, yeah. Um, but they also refer to it as Gondor, because like, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the origin is Swedish? Uh, spell. Yeah. yeah, it is. So they both call it that. Uh, okay. And I think the 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 length of the incantation is also sort of a self mental thing where it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. self hypnosis. Okay, I was going to call it like a trance, but self hypnosis is what they call it. Self hypnosis. Okay. Yes, this is a thing they talk about in Stay Night. I remember this where When you say self hypnosis it immediately makes me think of um <laughs> Shiki's is it what what is her thing called like self-suggestion where, oh like, self-suggestion yeah it's yeah, the thing that Dion also like, has different levels of power and like different abilities depending on what weapon she's holding yes yeah it's like basically she gets to have um <laughs> she gets to have commando pro from modern warfare 2 <laughs> <laughs> like when she has a katana i think yeah like effectively increasing her melee attack range right just it's like i think because... the, the line is something like Shiki holding a katana compared... Shiki holding a katana is to Shiki holding a knife as Shiki holding a knife is to the fucking hallway zombies from that one fight scene. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a sick movie. Uh, but anyway, you were saying about self-hypnosis? Yes, this is a thing I remember they talk about in Stay Night, and I they might talk about it elsewhere, but it's basically like when you're performing a longer incantation you essentially just kind of have to focus more um and you you kind of just have to like get yourself into the headspace where you're like okay i'm gonna cast this like big spell so here's this long like 10 line thing that's like okay like it's it's kind of meditating i guess if you're gonna say like meditating okay. on a specific like phrase um, yeah where you just kind and of it's like it's just like a concentration deal like 
if exactly. a spell doesn't come easily to you, then like you need to go through a process of casting it. Exactly. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, and like even like I don't know, even if let's say you were a mages who did a lot of longer spells, like who who that kind of like greater magic came to you more easily, you might still need to perform a longer incantation for it just because of like the nature of the thing. But like you could do it faster? Yeah, you might be able to do it faster or something because there's there's high speed incantation, which is also a thing that I think is just like a talent. Yeah, that's a that's like a, a skill in Grand Order, isn't that like? Yeah, it's it's the thing that just like pops it's your the thing NP that's gauge. Like a huge NP gain skill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aoko can do it. Okay. It's basically just talking faster. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a skill of modern magi that allows chanting of incantations at a faster pace. Activation of thaumaturgy is done in half the normal time. Example, 10 count spells are done in 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah, but there, there's lots of just, like, I think part of the cool part of the Titan Moon magic system and sort of why, I don't know why I care about it as much as I do, is because a lot of it is weirdly internal. Like, it, it's not like a, it is a, like, you learn magic from books kind of thing. Um you know, sort of like the the D and D comparison of like you know you got, you got your wizards and then you got your sorcerers, people who just kind of have a knack for it. Um, who magic just comes to magecraft just comes to more naturally. Then there's people who go to school and learn from books. Those are like your wizards, but there's just a a lot of it is not necessarily like oh you have to have like these components to do this spell or you know we always have to use this specific thing to make something happen. Um, like I don't know if Rin cast like a fire spell, it wouldn't necessarily have to be the same incantation that Tokiomi used to burn Karia on top of the roof in Fate Zero. Um, it could be a different thing. Yeah, and I think it it is like there's a a weird blend of that internalness that you mention, and mm-hmm. then also the fact that so much of it, like the structure of like technically how the the magecraft works is external like we've we've touched before on the pod about um thaumaturgical foundations yes but how the way that spells are cast is by like the caster channels magical energy into a thaumaturgical thaumaturgical foundation which is like and like almost it's not literally a physical thing, but it's like a thing yes. that exists outside of themselves. I think the phrasing is like engraved on the planet. Yeah, um, it's basically just kind of like like it. It's a thaumaturgical foundation. A thaumaturgical foundation is essentially just it's just another property of being on the planet. It's like a gravity, or it's like a language. You know, <laughs> you can just draw from like you you can count on these things, and you can attribute certain things that happen to these things. <laughs> Um, right, and so if you have a thaumaturgical foundation, that's like, hey, I can turn, you know, basic bitch metal into gold. Then you know you can access that, and it's like, oh, that's alchemy. Right. So you've got the the combination of like the how you use magic is like a very internally dependent thing. Right. But the the actual magic that's being done is very external. Yes. Um. It's something that just exists in which, like, magic users are able to access through their particular rituals. Correct. 
Yeah, I hadn't thought about that before, actually. That's an interesting duality. I don't think I'd ever thought about it in that kind of context either. Right. Because it's like, on one hand, personal spellcasting is all, like, you know, like we've been saying, it's all very, you can pick the language, you can pick what you want to say, you know, just so long as you can make it happen. Mm -hmm. But you are still drawing on sort of nebulous roots of things. Like... It, like, people have specialists, you know, that's why there are different departments in the clock tower. It's like, right. Shishigo is a necromancer. Um, Kenneth's specialty was fluid manipulation. Tokiomi and Rin do gem magecraft. Mm-hmm. I guess gem magecraft's a little bit different because that's, gem gems are just like a BS oh, shortcut just like for a, casting a carrying spells. source for magical energy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like, like, Kintomine is like a spirit doctor. Yeah, exactly. Right, and that means that at some point, someone must have had to have laid the groundwork for being a spirit doctor in order for him to continue being a spirit doctor. Somebody engraved that thaumaturgical foundation. Right, which is, I think, essentially, that's just, like, I don't know, I just drew the comparison of, like, someone coming up with, like, a new religion that has, like, its own sets of beliefs or, like, you know, any kind of school of thought. Yeah. It kind of it kind of feels like that to me, where it's like, oh, someone created this thing and now it just exists, and now people can believe in it and reference it as they want to. Or it's like it makes me think of the the depictions of like classical Japanese like um, like martial arts. Like you have your your founders of like schools of swordsmanship. Oh yeah, or different styles. Yeah. Yeah, or or like styles. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um where you like a, a person doesn't it's a, it's almost like the, the the focus on where the knowledge comes from is different it's like your your aspiring swordsman doesn't just like learn techniques they like exist in a tradition right that, right you know what i mean yes yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's exactly like that right Yeah, that's cool. Just be like a, I don't know, like a, a a cultural undercurrent that like this is the way that, or like a, a a Japanese creator would tend to think about something along these lines, as opposed to the way like we do in the West. You know it what could I mean? Be. I don't know. I mean, I guess there is something that does distinguish the Titan Moon magic system from a lot of other just classic fantasy systems. Right. You know, it's like you got you got your Harry Potter where, you know, you go to school, you learn in classes, you learn specific spells with specific incantations that perform a specific thing. Um, and I guess just how good that thing is, that then depends on your aptitude with magic, right? Uh, Yeah. I've never, I've, I've, I read one Harry Potter book when I was, like, six. I haven't read any of them, really. Right. Yeah, it, it's kind of vague there. It seems like a lot of, like, the, what makes a, a better wizard in Harry Potter is just, like, the ability to cast, like, more complicated and weirder spells. So it's just, like, more years of book learning? That's what it kind of seems. But then there's also, the only time I can really think of that they're, like, um, that like a an especially skilled like wizard does um 
like does something that shouldn't be possible to like a less skilled one is like being able to cast a spell without like using their wand or saying the words just like making the magic happen okay yeah but that's like a natural talent thing then that that's how it seems at least yeah okay got it come on jkr i know you're super canceled but give us (laughs) (laughs) explain how magic works i'm sure i'm sure there must be why is this not the extra lore that jkr is giving us yeah rather than like i don't know the (laughs) wizards drink their own piss or whatever (laughs) have you read all the harry potter books yeah yeah. okay i remember in high school they were just like those were um big kid hours those were what big kid hours big kid hours yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know what the fuck i was doing i must have been reading like Redwall or some shit like the warrior cats yeah warrior cats were also sick warrior cats were sick my girlfriend is actually reading the warrior cats books for the first time right now really yes i have no idea how i don't even remember i think she just saw one in a bookstore it was like four bucks used she was like what the heck i remember people talking about this when i was younger and never reading them why don't i give it a shot and occasionally she comes back and is like mia like tiger claw just fucked everything up (laughs) and i'm like there are also a fucking million of them now oh my god yeah because they like reset the timeline where they like they were like okay the old hero they like the protagonist from the first series old and busted here's some new cats also bears (laughs) and they like go to new places they basically pull a bionicle on it oh do they that's a good that's a good that's a good way of saying it bionicle there's like there's just like the the first initial run of the books where they like live in whatever forest and they've got their clans or whatever right and then like um there's then like the second run of novels that begins with like the the forest they lived in is like being developed yes uh or something so like all of the trees are being knocked down and everything so they have to like they have to move flee and go on like an exodus to find a new place yeah yes that's right that's right and that that's like a huge plot point in that arc right yeah it's cool yeah anyways good good books (laughs) check it (laughs) highly recommended highly recommended for both of us here at the magic circuit i know i probably most of the people listening to this are in their like late teens mid-20s uh but still consider it they're good yes there's no magic in them i don't think Uh, there is definitely magic in them Oh, oh, there, no, 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 there's the bullshit magic that all the clan leaders have, where they all have yeah, nine where, lives. where they actually have nine lives. Yeah, which they, is like, really talk funny. talk to the stars and shit, yeah. Yeah. There's that. No, I mean, the there's no, like, spell casting. There's just, right. like, weird cat magic that just happens. Right, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, I don't remember where we were. We were talking about incantations, I think. We were talking about incantations. Um, I feel like we kind of hit everything on that, though. I think you are correct. Do you want to um, do you want to talk about the root then? <laughs> sure, we can talk about the root more. <laughs> okay. Other than um, being the 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 router that all magical bandwidth comes from. Right. So, the root is the root is interesting because it's it's not like one thing. It's like four different things that are kind of like overlapping with each other, right? Um, you've got, you've got the, the swirl of the root, or just the root for short. Uh Uh-huh. Then you've got, uh, the spiral of origin. I thought those are all just different names for the same thing. 
I think they, they're like different aspects of the same thing. So you've got you've got the root, you've got the spiral of origin, you've got Akasha, and you've got the Akashic records. And I, I think they're like they're all the same, but like perform different roles. I don't so know if like, this is actually true. I don't feel This is feel the like... way I've always like in- interpreted it at least. So, okay. let, so let me go through and like tell me if you think I'm wrong. Okay. Um I think that like so the root is like the infinite source of magical energy. Yeah. Like that's that's the like ultimate goal of like the your tr- typical traditional clock tower mage is yeah, like you're boring get, as clock tower men yeah who, who they want wants... to get to the root so that they can have all the magic energy and do whatever they want exactly um yep yep yeah and, and also have... like the throne of heroes it's one of those you know a, a temporal a spatial locations right um yeah as opposed to the world and the reverse side of the world it is considered as being outside of the world yeah um and then you've got the second one is the spiral of origin which is the it it basically just like governs the concept of origins which are like exist throughout all of the different type moon works but are most important in Karen no Kyokai um which is just like every person is born with an origin that is a high level metaphysical concept that kind of governs the way they act um and then in an abstract way it's like it's like some horoscope bullshit yeah it's like some horoscope bullshit but it's real <laughs> yeah it's real it's um, real in the type moon universe they haven't really talked about it too much in recent years right uh every once in a with... while they're like name drop like this character's origin is x but yeah it, it sherlock really holmes matter. is elucidation which is like yeah. uh, he's fucking sherlock holmes like we right. didn't need to know that we, you right. could have told me his origin was detective and i would be just as happy <laughs> yeah uh, elucidation is just a fancy word for being detective. Yeah, right. Um, and then you've got the Akashic Records, which is... Uh, the Akashic Records is basically like a, a metaphysical library that contains all of the information for everything that has ever happened and ever will happen in the world. Yeah. Um, and... Akasha itself. Okay, now I'm kind of falling apart because okay, I, okay. I thought yeah, Akasha I, I, was I, something distinct, but maybe Akasha and the Akashic Records are the same thing. Akasha and Akashic Records are, I think, the same thing. Okay. Um, I think I think they're all the same thing, but I do think that breaking it down like that is a good way of thinking about it. Okay. There's nothing on the wiki page for the root that distinguishes between these different like elements. Like, like mm-hmm. the whole thing is the swirl of the root or the root, whatever. Um, it, it all is in the same lumped place, but like the root has a bunch of different functions where the root is all of those different things that you said. And it's probably, I don't know, if we were to just, uh, if we were to extrapolate, you could say maybe that the reason it has all of these different names is because it can perform all these different functions. Okay. I like, think the that reason that, that it's called the Akashic the Records case, is maybe because it is where, like, all of the everything ever is stored. The reason right. it's called the Swirl of the Root is because the root is the root of all magic power, and the reason it's a spiral of origin is it's because everyone's origin is also essentially, like, the trajectory they shot off, like, their soul shot out of the root at. Yes. Or something um, like that? 
It's uh, they, I can't remember exactly how they explain origins, but it's it's something about your link to the root. Um and like how how that how that link works. Like the why some people's origins are things like sword. I mean, obviously there's like a specific reason for that. And why some people have origins like worthlessness. <laughs> you know, I I don't know what you know, it, it's like if you if you came off at like a 30 degree angle, are you sword? If you came off at like a 31 degree angle, are you just uselessness? Did you just like miss the cusp? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining like star charts, but like origin charts. <laughs> I guess like, that, oh, yeah, you know, if 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 I'd been born 30 minutes later, I, I would be, uh, you know, I'd have a really sick origin, but I'm like, right, dead <laughs> or something. <laughs> And, like, if you were born at a certain time or whatever, then you're, like, a cusp between, like, debt and badass. <laughs> but, okay, but that's not, like, actually what it is, right? That's just... No, this is just me making a funny. Okay, okay. Uh, but I am sure... I am pretty sure that, that, uh... Oh, yeah, 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 souls originate from the origin. That's okay. what it says on the wiki page. I was right. Uh, So, magecraft origins are about... There's some property of your soul from the root got it uh it is the driving force that comes from within the root that has managed to stream out of the source and take on material form this form it can take on at times is that of a human being and all humans match their actions to be in harmony with the driving force that originated them from the moment they enter into the world these actions are more along the lines of an inherent compulsion that could be called a person's instinct rather than conscious decision if a person becomes awakened to their origin, it becomes nearly impossible to stray from their origin, if it's even possible in the first place. Yeah, so that's awakening to your origin is the Kara no Kyokai thing. Yes. That, it's like it's like the main thing of that series. Yes, um, yes. That's that's what Araya goes around enacting all of his bullshit. Right. So you have like Shirazumi whose origin is consumption. Yeah. And then when and he then, gets awakened to it, he, like... Just starts eating people. Well, I guess he, he already was a cannibal before then, wasn't he? Yeah, but, he uh, was. But he he definitely went hard on the eating people <laughs> after that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, And he, he just becomes, good. like, super especially obsessive. Yeah. About, like, taking control of Shiki and all that. Yeah. Yes, right. And, like, literally consuming Shiki's life. <laughs> right. And her, I guess, probably. I'll never stop finding it funny that if you, like, look at the list of origins by characters, you get, like, taboo, refutation, nothingness, uh-huh. severing and binding, obsession, and then you get down to Shiro, and it's just sword. Sword. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, these abstract fucking concepts, and then he's just, this guy likes swords a lot. Really fucking likes them. <laughs> There's also imaginary numbers, which is a weird thing. Yeah. We didn't really talk about like elemental affinities. Uh that's also a weird thing. I I don't really totally get where that comes from. I think that also is just connected to like whoever you are as a being. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird one because there's like a lot of characters have like a known listed elemental affinity, but it's we almost almost never see any sort of like actual like elemental magic the way that you typically think of it right just just um, like because tokiyomi is the only one i think we've seen who just does like straight fire <laughs> right you know yeah. he just lights things in fire that's what he does and uh i think they say like kaneth because i know kaneth's 
uh, affinity is, is dual water, wind right? and water. Oh, and I think that's why water. he's good at like fluid manipulation. Yeah. Um, but slapping people with mercury isn't exactly just like straight <laughs> elemental magic. But it, it is yeah. a pretty like one to one. Like, okay, water affinity, fluids. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Is, um, you know, does Cornelius Alba also have like a fire affinity? Uh, that's true. He does. He does. Yeah, he has he a does. fire affinity. Okay, because you, you see him doing fire stuff in Fate Zero in his like super tiny cameo. Oh, that's right. That's right. On um, yeah. the island where the everyone island, gets yeah. uh, dead apostled. Right. Yeah. Then, um. Oh, God. Flat's, Flat's affinity is void. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. He's he's a fucking alien. He's a fucking alien. I don't know if that's actually true, but. <laughs> um, Flat could be an alien. I wouldn't be too surprised. Until proven otherwise, I'm assuming that Flat is an alien. That Yo, really Flat, feels like Flat the is like connected with the fucking again, right? like outer god, the god from the foreign star or whatever. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I'm super out. Foreigner flat wet. <laughs> I love Flat as Curtis. Yeah, me too. What a little shit. Fucking hype for volume five, Strange Fake. Yeah. The prologue has been translated. So very soon we'll Oh yeah. We'll have more. Yeah, we literally talked about it right before recording. We somehow hadn't mentioned it until 50 minutes in, which is kind of impressive. Yeah. We went a whole 50 minutes without talking about Strange Fake. But here we I'm, are. I'm proud of us. Yeah, you know, but but uh, all good things must come to an end. <laughs> uh, go read Fate Strange Fake, everyone. That was the best time. Flat actually... The, okay, the, this this is an okay segue. Flat is a good example of... Um... Magecraft as a thing that creates or that that allows you to work within what is possible in reality. Oh, okay, hold on. Before you go on that, before oh, okay. we jump off of elemental affinities, I just want to oh, point sure. out one one funny, one which funny. is that um the the official title for a person who has affinity with all four elements, which is like super rare, it's oh. like absolutely amazing. Yes, uh, I think Rin. Rin is the only person we know who who has that. There's uh, a dumb word for it, isn't there? I can't remember what it is. They're uh, referred to as an average one. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the irony. Yeah. Right, okay, flat. 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 So what I was thinking was, like, everyone else thinks that the stuff that Flat pulls is fresh hot bullshit. Because what, at least what he does a lot in Strange Fake, minor fans, Strange Fake spoilers. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, if you're, still, if you're still listening to us and you haven't read Strange Fake, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, but like Flat does a lot of like magic hacking, essentially, where he I forgot about this. Yes, where um if I'm not I can't remember who he's talking to about this. Might be it's it might just be Jack. Berserker, right? Yeah. Yeah, it might just be Jack. Um where Oh, he like hacks he, into the other familiars, doesn't he? Yeah, he like hacks into the other familiars to just see through their eyes. Yeah. And Jack is like, yo, isn't that like really fucking hard and he's like no it's just you're just looking through their eyes <laughs> which i think it, that that might be like tight moon magic to the nth degree where it's like right. yeah <laughs> like, it's like that that stupid meme that's like uh how like how to draw whatever and it's like <laughs> start it's like, with step one, a circle. draw a circle step two draw to the rest, draw of, the the owl. rest of the fucking owl <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it is kind of like that I don't know, I never, I, because I, I remember reading Strange Fake and being like, wow, this is all bullshit. But now that I think about it in this larger context, Flat's magic actually makes the most sense to me. Oh, it does. I thought you were going to say that he's an example of how, like, replicatable in nature is not actually real. 
Um, I mean, it's, I, I could see why you might feel that way, but for some reason right now in this very moment, I'm like, everything that Flat does makes sense to me. Not necessarily how he does it, but like that he can do it. Um, cause I can't remember what, he does another magic hacking thing. Is it, it's something about the bounded field in the police station, I think. I could be wrong about this. R- remind me. This is the part where like fifty percent of fifty percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but what does Flat do then? Doesn't he like override the bounded field in the police station or something? Or I can't remember what it is. I know they do something when they get into the police station that isn't just filling it with jacks. Uh, I'm not sure because I, I remember like Orlando. Like, looking around at the security cameras and being like, yeah, everybody's doing their thing. Everything's normal. And then it turns out that, like, all of the people who are doing their things are actually Jack. Um, yes. Uh, it says, okay, Flat Flat does neutralize the bounded fields around the building to get in. Okay. And then Orlando tries to use familiars to apprehend Flat, and Flat, like, deals with the familiars, too. Oh, yes, yes, I remember that. Because he's got, like, the wards that, like, summon, like, summon demonic beasts or something. Yeah, if it's, like, it's the same, it's the same bullshit as in Canis Hotel that Kiritsugu blows up. Right, 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 yes. Or it's the same vibe. Okay, yes, that's correct. Yeah, but it's, like, but, Flat but essentially like does... making a special sense to you right now? It is. I, I think the reason why is because, like... Flat is internalizing all of this stuff as like video gamey kind of things, like uh-huh. video gamey and like computer type. Uh, like he's approaching it from more of a like computer angle as opposed to like a magic doing things nature angle, where he's okay. like, oh, like systems can be cracked and like I can crack it, which is why he like eavesdrops on the association meeting after like breaking through the like m- muting bounded fields. Yeah, um, which is how he finds out about the Grail War in the first place. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't, I I'm like 99% call. sure. Yeah, it's something like that. He, um, he like listens in on some meeting waivers having that he's not supposed to. Yeah, 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 yeah. But right now that makes a lot of sense to me because Flat thinks that that stuff is possible and mm, has the weird talent and elemental affinity maybe to back it up. Whereas a lot of more traditional magi would just go at it from the perspective of like I need to like destroy this bounded field or I need to like I need to like go find the different points of setup and then like erase those like mm-hmm. how they do in State Night okay yeah I think that makes sense actually when you put it that way yeah like I don't like this is the weird case where it's like what school thaumaturgy is flat drawing on to do this um but it makes sense to me it's that he hacks the familiars because, like, in the flat brain, it's like, well, someone can see through this familiar. That means that if it were my familiar, I could see through it, too. Like, there's okay, a brain link actually, to the familiar that lets you see that through way, its eyes. That does make a lot of sense to me. Right? Yes. Like, it's just like, it, it, the act of seeing through this familiar's eyes is possible, so right. I can do it. Right, exactly. 
Right. Like, how he does that, I don't really know, and it doesn't seem like he really knows either. Uh-huh. I feel like someone tries to ask him for an explanation at some point, and he just is kind of like, I don't know, just do it. <laughs> Step one, channel mana through your magic circuit. <laughs> Step two, hack the familiar. <laughs> Cast the rest of the spell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, uh... You know, though? That's weird, but I think within these confines, it, it does make a pretty good amount of sense. There you go. Type A magic system, fucking bomb. I yeah. love this shit. Do we want to try to tackle imaginary numbers <laughs> as like a final thing? Um, or do we have to talk like about imaginary number space? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we do. Are we going for it? Yeah, I guess we should probably go for it. It's like the last little bit. Okay. Imaginary number space has only really been elaborated on recently. Um, yeah. But, well, imaginary numbers, I think their their first existence Sakura. is in Strange Fake with Sakura. Or not Strange Fake, uh, Stay, Stay Night, Night. with yeah, Sakura. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that's her elemental affinity. Yeah. Um, yes. and, okay, so, so like, in Heaven's Field 2, uh, they do a lot with, like, the imaginary number, like, visual, like, tropes that we've come to associate. Um, because, you know, like, they're like the huge like black homunculus things with yeah. like the glowing eyes the floppy that... boys right the, the yeah. floppy boys <laughs> yeah the floppy boys <laughs> um so like those are in the visual novel yeah um, right right but i don't remember in the visual novel like anything else like that before like the final battle but uh yeah i'm pretty sure they only show up when they're in the big cave and then cuz cuz there's the scene where it's like they're like, oh, there's like unlimited mana in this room, and Dark Sakura has unlimited mana, and she uses the unlimited mana to create all these floppy boys who are gonna like destroy <laughs> right. the party. And then Rin swings in with the um the jeweled, the jeweled sword. sword, yeah, yeah, um, which is just as bullshit, right? But in like Heaven's Feel too, there's a lot more of using that like things that use the same like visual cues like the weird like inky black and also like glowing lights um like scheme that the floppy boys are depicted with uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah we're just calling those so, from now on okay <laughs> yeah are like, they, they when, feel like golems or something i can't remember what they're actually called. i can't remember what they're actually called i think they're you I keep talking i'll, I'll look it but okay um so like when when she's like going berserk when she's like losing control uh, like these balls that look like that appear and then they like explode down into spikes that like stab through people and things. Okay. Um, so they, they've really been like going hard with the imaginary number stuff. Oh, and in like the final scene right after she kills Shinji and she like starts losing it, there's uh-huh. like this weird sequence where like tons of like tiny floppy boys just like start coming out of nowhere and like climbing all over her. Oh shit! Yeah, not in like not in like a, a creepy way, just in kind of like they're just like running around on top of her. Um, oh, but yeah, they, they've really been playing that up. So they they've been doing a lot with imaginary numbers, um, but not a lot that actually indicates what what that means for an imaginary number to be a thing. Uh huh. Um, Wait, this is great. I didn't know this was canon. Okay, no, go ahead. This is a. I I will. I'll link this image to you. I was looking. Okay. So they are called shadow giants. Oh, um, got it. 
but the normal size of a shadow giant is this. Oh, those are the ones. Those are yeah. the little guys. Yeah, this is, this, is, this has been canon for a long time. They just haven't actually delivered on it visually until now, which is cool. Okay. Yeah, it's only because she's got the she's got the Angerman you juice and the the black grill that she's able to make them as big the, as they the, are. The huge ones. Okay. And also they appear in like the the final act of Apocrypha, but it doesn't make any fucking sense for that to happen because uh, yeah, that's that's Apocrypha. correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is correct. That doesn't make any sense. Um like so imaginary number space, I feel like I kind of understand more than just like imaginary number affinity. Yeah, I would I would agree. Because imaginary number space is just kind of like a warp drive. Like, yes, it, it's kind of the concept of like going into it, like rather than moving across a map, you like fold a map and go through the space in between like the two pieces of paper yes. in order to get from one bit to another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like it's like what they do in Jonathan Strange when they, they just compress the um, the Spanish countryside, oh. but more literally. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe less uh, literally. But, um... Right. So, like, I, I can get that. Like, I can wrap my head around, like, this sort of fast travel mechanic. Sure, right, right, right. And it's, like, but imaginary numbers... how that numbers... relates to the shadow, gi- the shadow Giants, I do not understand. Yeah, so it seems like... I don't know, the, the way... I, I While you've been talking, I've just been looking up stuff. But I, I think... Okay. And the way that I've always understood it has been, like... And and especially I I felt like I got it more when I watched Heaven's Feel One, uh, the movie. Uh, what's it called? Fucking Presage Flower. Yeah. Um, where the shadow shows up, where there's that there's a new fight scene where it's like Zoken and um, Zoken and uh, like zombie bug caster versus the squad. Uh, the shadow shows up and then caster goes like ah and shoots like the big fireball into it and then it just kind of mm-hmm. like eats the fireball. And it doesn't, like, nullify the fireball. You just see it, like, get absorbed, and you see it getting, like, progressively smaller inside the shadow as it just goes further and further away. Oh, I forgot about that shot, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I remember when I rewatched the movie, I, I I initially just was like, oh, it just, like, ate the thing, and it just, like, it just absorbed it or whatever. Mm. But you could see that it essentially just opens, like, a portal. Sends um, it, like, into imaginary number space. Yes, and then just makes it go. It Like, it doesn't stop it. It just opens a portal to imaginary number space and just lets it go. That makes a lot of sense. So I, I feel like... Well, I don't really get what it means for something to be imaginary number space. It's essentially just like another dimension um, that okay. you can like access. I'm uh, I'm looking at some other examples of where imaginary number space has been used. So okay. the far side of the moon is imaginary number space. Um, that makes enough sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But as- more more strangely uh passion lips breast valley is imaginary number space okay that that makes sense because it's essentially that just stores like data right yeah yeah um i can't believe i just said the breast valley makes sense <laughs> uh after tamamo cut off her tails she sealed them in imaginary number space but they gained sentience in there and escaped oh no and that's nine. the tamamo nine yeah um oh. Okay. Gettys Temple was located in imaginary number space. Uh, Tiamat was temple. previously yeah the time temple. Okay. Um, Tiamat was previously sealed within the world of imaginary numbers, which is presumably the same thing. Okay. Um, and then 
like there's been a lot of like the shadow border like goes through imaginary number space in order to get from one lost belt to another yeah zero sailing (laughs) yeah that's what they call it okay yeah that that makes sense then i still don't 100 percent feel like i get the connection between that and the giants but right it seems like the giants are essentially just like like so sakura's element is hollow or imaginary numbers same difference mm-hmm. um it it seems like i don't know if i'm gonna if i'm gonna like qualify this in a different way like hollow is to the rest of the elements as like light and dark in the fire emblem magic uh series is to like anima magic and things like that like like it's 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 material materialized something okay but it's just like darkness energy got it uh that maybe he calls upon imaginary number something. <laughs> this oh, is definitely something that doesn't okay. make entirely a lot of sense. You know who else had... This, like, doesn't help uh, us understand anything, I'm pretty sure. Unless you make some connection, I don't. But I just found out another character who also had imaginary numbers affinity was Lev Later Floros. Yeah, I did know that. That's because uh, that's that's... of the demon pillar shit. Right, right. But we never actually, like, really see him do any magecraft, does he? No, no. But, um, it's explained in... All right, get ready. Clock Tower 2015. Okay. Um, I think, or 2016. I can't remember what it's called. 2014? Clock Clock Tower 20-some recent year. Yeah. That, um... 2015. Yeah, 2015. Pretty sure it's in Clock Tower 2015, where um they explain and it's also like a thing in grand order that they talk about like how the like the demon pillars because he he was a demon pillar but he wasn't always a demon pillar right (laughs) um he like because of all the like wonky time bullshit like when all the demon pillars like split off they like found their hosts to like yeah, yeah, yeah. implant in and so Gedia like implanted them in certain bloodlines. Right, yeah, yeah. And Floros was just in Lev's bloodline. So my right. guess is kind of like how having the Black Grail made Sakura have imaginary numbers. Um mm-hmm. having Floros made Lev also have imaginary numbers. That makes sense. I don't I don't remember if that's ever stated explicitly anywhere, but that's that's where I'm drawing the connection. I think that that does make sense. And there's also a third character here who's listed as having that. Uh, uh, Trisha Fellows. She is... Is... Um, Fade Labyrinth? No, she's in uh, volumes four and five of Case Files, it seems. Oh, but there's no. Liter- there's literally no information about her on the wiki, so who knows what's going on there. Have people translated the Case Files light novels yet? Uh, not that I... Not that I know of. I should look into that. I know the manga. I haven't caught up in the manga in a while. Yeah. Um, but I think the the anime that's coming out is, uh, I think, only expected to adapt the first volume. Yeah. Like, I, I think there's a couple of them that are, like, 
prequel. And then I'm pretty sure like the the one that aired on whatever stream that we woke up really early to watch. That was a oh, prequel yeah. or prologue thing or like an expansion of something. I'm trying to remember that I felt like that was new content. Are you sure? I feel like uh, I could be wrong. It okay. could be that that was stuff that we've seen before, and they said they were. I remember there being some something about. Like you're talking about, like the the episode zero of the anime that came out a couple months ago. Yeah, I thought so. All right. Um, I could be I could be entirely wrong. I could just I be thought pulling that was anime. just like the first chapter of the first volume, but I don't know. Okay. I could be wrong. It it might be. Perhaps we will receive more answers when the case files event happens very soon. It's true. Ooh. Also, apparently, I've just looked it up on Beast Lair. Um, the first Case Files novel is fully translated. Oh, cool. We should read that. Yeah. Uh, and then the second one is partially translated. Got it. Um, it's like three quarters. Okay. All right. I feel like for next time, we should read the first Case Files novel. Uh, chapters two and three of Fate Requiem are translated now. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. And then whatever strange fake also comes out. Sure, sure. So next episode is just we talk about all the, the fate happenings. Yeah. It's just if, the, uh, uh, the, this if there ends up being of... enough of like strange fake to be worth it. Uh-huh. But we, maybe right, right. we'll do we'll, that. We'll see. I definitely also, I had, a, I had an idea for the episode title, but now I can't remember what it was. Well, uh, that doesn't it was something exceedingly much. stupid. <laughs> As it should be. Oh, it was swirly of the root. <laughs> like when oh, you no, like stick someone's head into it. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, bad. Be it bad. is really awful, but I thought of it. And, and I was like, no, Ben's saying something important right now. I can't say this. <laughs> and I just immediately blocked it out. It's probably better that it, it should have stayed there. It, sh- yeah. it should have stayed in imaginary number space. It, sh- um, it shouldn't have come back. <laughs> All right. Real quick. Do you I have you any, smiles, by the way. any predictions as to servants that are going to be released for the case files event like great welfare seems pretty guaranteed right great welfare i'm a hype as fuck about i think that'll be cool uh i'm always excited when they make type moon characters um like like type moon ocs into servants because i think they have a lot of like design flexibility right um i don't know honestly Um, 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 um um like i i don't think there's anyone else that they would try swinging like a pseudo servant out of that I know of from the Case Files manga, because I, I was caught up on that at one point. Yeah. I think, um... um the one that I've seen sure. the most people, like, theorizing is Sir K. Um, because okay. he, uh... He, I guess, like, Case Files spoilers. Um, he is the the, like, spirit that exists inside of that, like, annoying lantern thing that Grey has. Oh, of, um, 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 um Whatever its la, name is. La, la, what's, his, what's his name? I, I don't remember. It starts with an L. I can't remember it. It's like Lay or something like that, but it's not that Grey. <clears throat> um, so I've oh, seen no. a lot of people saying they think it'll be K. Uh, <laughs> I'm also, like, morbidly excited for uh faker 
just Ooh. because it's the, we, oh, need no. we don't need more serving classes. classes. <laughs> we don't need more serving classes. Faker has like a, a reverse um like reverse alter ego so that it's good against knight classes but bad against cavalries. Oh, that would be dope. Was that like some some Reddit theorizing or is that just something that you came up with? That was just something I came up with. Cool. I'd be down with that. I'd super be down with that. Uh, uh aside from those two, I'm I don't know what else would be possible. Add. That's what it's called. Add, yeah. Add. A D D. Yes. Uh yeah, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Um I mean, I know Gray has Rongamini ad. Um, There's also um. So like, who the, I, I'm the, seeing the, like like roundtable stuff is probably our best bet, you know. Who is the cute knight who is introduced in the most recent summer event? Oh motherfucker! It's uh. Was that Gareth? Gareth, that's it. Yes. Yeah. I was like, it's gay, gay, Yeah, Gareth. So maybe that like Gareth just as like another round table person who's been teased. Yeah, I could see that because because I mean if 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 Gray is a welfare, then it would make sense that that K or Gareth like other other roundtable adjacent but maybe less important figures show up. Mm-hmm. The list of servants who have like. Bonuses? Event bonuses is really weird. It is really weird. I was going to mention that to you, because, like... So, I mean, we got Waver Iskander and right. and Alexander, which all makes sense, you know, of course. Um, but then it's, like, Jack and Kiritsugu as assassins. I don't have all the... Like, I have a bunch of servants here, that have I've, event I've bonuses. I've got it right here, so... Okay. Uh, Moriarty, Da Vinci, Saber Altar, uh, Kiritsugu, Babbage, Jack, Kentoki... Uh, Lancer. Hidoki, I don't get it all. Yeah. Uh, Artoria, Lancer, Alter, Nursery Rhyme, Salieri, Shakespeare, and Bunyan. Yeah, I'm really scared for how, like, Shakespeare and Salieri play into the bullshit that's going to go down. I, I'm really scared for what the fuck Bunyan is going to have to do with this. Yeah, I have no fucking idea. I hope her and Grey hang out. I think that'd be cute. Yeah, probably. I'm super down for gray welfare, honestly. That would be cool. We also, other than BB, do we have any, like, anime scythe wielders in this game? Uh, do we? That's a good question. I don't think we do. Which is weird. Fate feels like a series where you'd have a lot of those. (laughs) Yeah. Just, like, on design principle. And, like, BB barely even counts. Right, BB barely even counts. Cool. Okay, I'm down for the scythe. Scyther. <laughs> the Scythe class. No, she'd probably... It's, a Scythe is, is probably a, a polearm. Yeah, yeah it's, it's probably a polearm. Oh, does... Um, um, the Reaper doesn't have a Scythe, does she? That we've seen yet, at least. <laughs> the Reaper. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I thought they just called... I have to, I've already forgotten what her fucking name is. Um... <laughs> It's like Eris, Eris. Eris, that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who cares? She's the Reaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Reaper. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think she has a scythe. I think she just was called that because she kills people. Okay. I think she's just good at her job, even yeah. though she's like a like a schoolgirl. Yeah. Yeah, who All knows? Right. Do you want to... Should we do a random page? Sure. I will grab one. Cool. Yes, we're about an hour and 15. So we'll, we'll do this and then wrap up. Yeah. That should be good. Good timing. Yeah. All right. Oh, boy. 
our random page is Black Keys. Black Keys. I love Black Keys. I know you do. I love Black Keys so much. Uh, tell us, tell us what you love about Black Keys. They're cool as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're cool as fuck, but they're actually really bad. Yes, they um, don't. They they would be horribly impractical. Yes. My my favorite part about black keys. You think keys, anime scythes are an impractical weapon? These things are an impractical weapon. Yeah, they they have a very dis- uh, a lengthy description of how poorly they're balanced, but it's like they're really like I think chop heavy, um, or something like yeah. that, or they're they're like mid heavy or something like that. There's something weird about how they're balanced. So like using them ever it feels really horrible. So it's kind of like um, it's like in in. <laughs> It's like in Vampire the Masquerade how the, the best vampires wear white because it shows they never get blood on their hands. It's like only the sickest people use black keys because it shows that they're good enough to use them. Right. So each, uh, each black key weighs one kilogram, which is a little stupid. over two pounds. Uh, they are too thick and oddly balanced, feeling heavier towards the tip. Yes, so they are, they are tip-heavy. Yeah. Which is really horrible for a throwing weapon, I guess. I yeah. One that I mean, one that you spin, like I guess I'm thinking of like darts, like darts are tip heavy, but you don't you don't throw black keys like that, you spin them and they <laughs> boomerang. I guess like it's like um like throwing axes. Uh yeah, throwing axes I guess are like that. But you don't throw them sideways. Usually like right. at least cl- classic black key throwing. Is also we we never explain what a black key is, but I'm assuming that people I'm assuming who, people know what a black key is. Yeah, black it's, key is for those people really who don't know. It's a really thin sword that church people hold between their fingers. Yeah, Kira uses it. Um, he does dumb stuff to make them bigger. CL uses them in Tsukihime slash Melty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cl- classic classic church stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they kind of they kind of they Wolverine them and then they kind of like fling them. Like, I I feel like I'm imagining someone throwing black keys, and it's like you're wolverining them, and then you kind of like let's say you're holding your right hand up, you kind of go like diagonal down. Probably, it's not like a stone skipping motion. It's more like a like if you were throwing a throwing knife, but it spins. Oh no, but throwing right. knives do spin. They don't just go straight. You're just throwing like four of them. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. So, um, I just. So I, one of the the oh, phrases on this them. page, Amakusa does use them, and he uses them in a really sick way, actually. He does with like the, yeah. the force fields that just like shoot them out. Yeah, that's yeah. hype as fuck. That definitely makes a lot more sense than actually carrying them. Yeah, right. Um, like if they can throw themselves, it's fine. <laughs> right. Uh, so what a phrase just caught my eye on the wiki page it says, um, "As keys of providence." They are mm-hmm. able to call forth the original laws of nature vampires are subject to as humans, thus preventing them from healing the wounds made with this weapon. Um, so that's just saying, like, oh, they're they're an anti-vampire thing. Yeah. But then Keys of Providence was a link. Yeah. So I clicked on that, and I discovered uh, under the artifacts subcategory of the church page. First off, there's something called Alien Stomach World. I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't um, know about Alien Stomach World? <laughs> I don't know about Ariel, Alien Stomach World. I love Alien Stomach right, World. I, I'm not going to click on that link right now. We can, uh, okay, okay, okay. We can get I, I do know what that is, but later. keep going on your Keys of Providence thought. Um, 
Keys of Providence are types of conceptual weapons used for purification, which is the forcing of natural laws onto the vampire, what I just said. Um, they open the structure of physical body and lock it back into its original form if the target was a Catholic during their human life, or if what? they have devoured or sucked the blood of a Catholic. They lack much of an effect if they were not Catholic, on the other hand. They will have some effect on a Christian vampire even if the user is a non-Christian. If both believers are of faith, their power is absolute. So they're conceptual, yeah, they're conceptual weapons. They're conceptual weapons that are, like, super powerful if they're used against or by a Catholic person. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Black keys are so bad. Also, That's... don't they, they don't do that much damage against, like, physical targets, is that right, or something like that? Or, like, I know against servants they don't do that much damage. Yeah. Um, they I are, think, they're like... weapons designed to, like, interfere with, like, the spiritual. Um, right. But I servants think, like, are like very against high level the normal spiritual. person, like being stabbed with them would still be get be getting stabbed with something. Oh, actually, yeah, that I'm dumb because that happens a lot in Fate Zero. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they they unlock their like thaumaturgical properties when used against vampires, especially Catholic vampires. Watch Catholic out, vampires. <laughs> yeah, Catholic vampires. Watch out. Oh God. Fucking black keys, man. Yeah, Alien Stomach World is some hot bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. There's like a dude who, there was like a true ancestor who works with the burial agency. Um, and they're somehow, because he's a true ancestor, they're somehow, he's super magical and his stomach is like a holy scripture now. And it's called Alien Stomach World. Um, oh. And it, they don't actually really explain what it does. They just say it's really good. It's, <laughs> it's, it. It, they say it's the most powerful resource of the church against dead apostles. All right. Well, that means, who knows, but I don't know. Probably having a true ancestor, like, <laughs> held captive and essentially just used for, like, body parts is, is useful. Oh, I remember like this guy now. Like, He's being stored in a prison of mirrors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, somewhere in the, the church. Yeah. The burial agency is fucking sick. Burial agency is really cool. Yeah, isn't that like um during the the fight between Jester and Hansa? Yeah, like Hansa's kicking Jester's ass. He's like, "Well, you're pretty tough. You must be part of the burial agency." Yeah, and Hansa's yeah, like, yeah. Please, and Hansa's like, "Please, you fucking like, oh. wish." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I fucking wish." Those guys are sick. <laughs> and then him and Flat have that good moment also, where he's like, "I can't remember what it is." Don't don't they have a like bonding moment over like some stupid cool stuff? Oh yeah, no um. Hansa just mentioned something about like his, like mechanical. Oh, he's got implants. robot arms. Yeah, <laughs> he's got, he's got all sorts of robot shit. But yeah, uh, Flat's like, "Wow, you're a cyborg," and Hansa's like, "Yeah, it's pretty cool." <laughs> yeah, he's, he, Flat's like, "Wow, that's sick," and he's like, "Yeah, it is." <laughs> uh, go read Strange Fake, everybody. That's it for today's episode. <laughs> yep. Uh, as always. You, are you cool with wrapping up? Yes, I think so. I figured that this is a good time. As always, uh, you can find us on Twitter at The Magic Circuit, on SoundCloud at The Magic Circuit Podcast, um, and me on Twitter at Sleepy underscore Mimi. Um, and Ben remains on his righteous path of asceticism and having no social media. <laughs> I'm going to refer to it as a righteous path of asceticism from now on. Yeah, you know, I mean, it definitely sounds better than just like being an edgy hipster.
<laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, you're not an edgy hipster. I don't know. Like, like, it's a it's a thing. People people do it. People like delete their Facebooks and shit all the time. I think it's yeah. I think it's really reasonable and very commendable if you're not a social media person because okay. it's there are better time killers, you know. Yes. I don't and necessarily it, indulge in any better time killers, but uh, <laughs> I can at least say I don't do this one. Yeah, that's true. We we play fake Grand Order, but is is that better? At the end of the day, who can say? Right. Um. Yeah. Anyways, that's all. Uh, thanks for tuning in at our new regular time of Monday night. Um, I realized I didn't put a time up. I realized that I I should do that because the episodes are probably always going to go up around seven. Seven. Um, yeah, seven. Because that's seven right. PM PM right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we are doing every other Monday. Every yes. other Monday. Yes. So, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. Awesome. Bye. Bye.